What is going on, folks? Welcome into the second ever episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast. What is going on? It is Alec. It is Jeremy here to preview the Saints Cardinals Thursday night football game along with the latest news uh, revolving around the Saints. And Jeremy, it is currently 11.08 my time. Yep. 12.08 Wednesday. Eastern. <laughs> look at you be on the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, look, man, <clears throat> there's been a lot of news regarding the Saints here these last uh, last couple of days uh, as far as injuries are concerned. Uh, yeah. The biggest piece, obviously, obviously coming from Ian Rappaport, he's reporting that Andrews Pete, uh, the Saints Pro Bowl left guard, i got to make sure to insert that because people don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> He suffered a pec strain uh, against the Bengals. Uh, when he came out, Lewis Kidd came in and played left guard. Uh, he's not considered week to week, so once again, it is another offensive starter facing some kind of injury uh, this early in the season, and that's certainly something we do not want to see, especially considering this team's bye week isn't until week 14. Yeah, I mean, our run game was kind of predicated on that offensive line and losing a it, regardless of how you view him, a key starter on this offensive line does not help. Um, Lewis Kidd held up pretty well last week, so I'm not, you know, freaking out or anything. But it, it doesn't look good right now. Uh, it, it's certainly not something you want to happen to the team. So hopefully he can get back pretty soon and take up that spot. Yep, and uh, just to top it off here, Calvin Throckmorton, who we would assume would fill in for Pete uh, Thursday if he can give it a go. Limited the last two. Well, limited yeah, Tuesday. Monday was an estimation. He was yeah. estimated to be limited with the hip injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just another blow to this offense. And really, <clears throat> I think this offensive line kind of has gotten together the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, has, certainly. Yeah, with the pass, with the pass protection and in the run game. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's yet another blow to an offense that certainly does not need any more uh, blows, to say the least. And uh, man, injuries. That that's that's all. That's we can... pretty much all you can put with the Saints at this point. <laughs> it's yep. just injuries. I I don't know what's going on. I I really feel like it should have improved after we signed the new uh, strength and conditioning coach. I fail to remember his name from Alabama, but it, it's just weird. It, it's like every week, except for this week, with we're actually being comparatively injured to the Cardinals, but every week prior to this, it's like at most our opponent has four dudes on the injury report and we have, you know, 10 plus. I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's just the strength and conditioning coach being horrendous at his job or if it's this team's just average old. I don't really know what's going on, but it's not optimal. Right. And speaking of injuries, Deontay Hardy, who uh, injured his toe, um, last week against the Bengals was put on injured reserve yep. uh, as well as the Saints restructured his deal. Yep. We'll see kind of what that means going forward. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on with the trade deadline approaching at the end of the month. Uh, That's kind of my presumption is I, that they cleared up that almost $2 million. It was $1.739 million in cap space and it's specifically this year. So my guess would be that they're going to look to trade him, get it a mid-round pick for him because you saw Rashid Jaheed he looked good he, he looked good enough to take that role away and mm-hmm. Hardy's been injured he's not been playing up to standard he's fumbled a lot 
someone's going to want him. He's a speed player. I mean, someone needs a returner, but I don't think you're going to get more than a fourth or a fifth at most. But I mean, Bobby Anderson just took in a sixth and a seventh, so I, and I don't really think he's exponentially better than Anderson, so. Yeah, and I mean, with uh, the Saints obviously not having a first-round pick this year, whatever they can yeah. get, uh, whatever they can net in return for some uh, some of these veteran guys will certainly help out for sure. Uh, when the draft comes and rolls around, um, let's talk about Dan Orlovsky uh, real quick. He put out for a sure. very interesting tweet yesterday morning about the Saints' defense. Uh, I'm assuming he either was watching the game live as we were, or maybe he went back and watched, uh, you know some of the all 22 on the team I'm not really sure but yeah. uh, he pointed out some very key points Jeremy uh, points that I think maybe me and you are on the same page with uh, as far as this defense is concerned uh, yeah. why don't you read out the t- re- read out the points for the good people Jeremy sure so the three points that he brought up are mainly that the defense misses Chauncey which I mean to an extent yes because of injuries I, I don't know how much they truly miss him but they miss that spark they miss yep. you know the passion in this defense it feels like there just isn't someone bringing that at the moment it's mm-hmm. kind of just bland and dead so in that aspect yes they do miss him um he also said they look slower than years of past which kinds of builds into that they just they don't have that spark that kind of excitement that they used to have you know where they would get to the quarterback and everyone would freak out it's just kind of sit back and figure it out i guess there's not really any exciting plays going on for the most part and he also said that the front is not nearly as dominant as it has been which is i mean that's pretty clear to see at this point we had three sacks last week all of them came from linebackers and i don't even really know how many sacks the rest of the defensive line has but it's it's under five total i would say Yeah, I think uh, I think Dan hits the uh, the nail with the hammer on all these points here. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think you're right to an extent. With Johnson Gardner Johnson, they certainly miss a guy who uh, energizes 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 this defense. It really gets them going, and it plays with an attitude that everyone kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, feeds off of and kind of adapts that same attitude as well. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of just not there anymore. Um, slower, I mean, maybe, I don't know if slower is the right word, but it's certainly close enough to describe this defense as sort of playing a step behind of what they used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody outside of maybe DeMario, Lattimore, and Pete Warner, I would say. I think those are maybe the three guys that I could... Like I'd say, we get and we get have been the best players for this defense. Is the two linebackers and one of your corners. Yeah, uh, and even Lattimore is not even on the field yeah. with the injury right now, so you've only got <laughs> two of them on the field. Right, and and obviously the the biggest point has been this this pass rush from the defensive yeah, line has been non-existent. Sorry. I mean, you have an all-pro, and Cam Jordan has he's he's done some work. You know, Cam has uh, certainly done some things. Uh, that Davenport's been very kind of non-existent, if you will. Uh, Peyton Turner. I'm not even going to mention Peyton Turner. Just <laughs> not even worth it. No. And, you know, I think maybe the biggest disappointment might be David Onyemata, in all seriousness, because that was a guy we expected to kind of anchor the interior part of the defensive line, and he has just looked – he's getting worked every single week, it feels like. Like, if I'm yeah, saying – 
if I'm sitting out here talking about Malcolm Roach, who just came back from injury, is putting together two or three good snaps in a game, right? And Hanay Mata has done absolutely nothing. What are we <laughs> yeah, doing here? I mean, you're and, not even... and, and we and we swear he's one of the most underrated interior defensive linemen in football, but is he really? Because I mean, he is to an extent because he's... he's still eating space. It's not like he's just you know non-existent, but he's not doing what he's kind of typically been used to. I feel he was suspended for the what prior half of last year, right? I yeah. feel like that kind of ate into him because after that he didn't he never really came back to full form. Like I wonder why. I I don't know if it's conditioning, if it was just lack of play time. I I I expect him to get back into it. I just I don't know what's going on right now with him. Yeah, it's just uh it's it's just been pain. And again, it's you know, weird because Statistically, we're like middle of the league in sacks, which you would never guess. We have 13 on the year, which is, uh, I mean, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 15th. It's dead center. It's literally dead center. So I, I don't know. Like it. it does not feel like it. Yeah. I feel like pressure numbers, I don't have the pressure numbers pulled up, but I feel like that would be a lot lower. I feel like our sacks have kind of just been... Covered sacks. Right, like just like not actually getting to the quarterback quickly and it's weird because you wouldn't expect us to be middle of the league in that Uh, for some reason Detroit's last I I don't know how that's the case but I don't know it's it feels like we should be getting more sacks you have three dudes on that defensive line who at bare minimum are above average in Davenport Jordan and presumably on Yamada and they're just not getting pressure it feels like the three of them are just kind of standing at the offensive line and just kind of sitting there none of them are actually rushing as hard i don't know what the difference is from last year i mean you had pressure last year and now you just don't yeah it's certainly a very confusing uh what's the word dynamic yeah because This is a defense that has constantly been one of the best as far as getting pressure, getting sacks the last yeah. three or four years. And, you know, so far. And, I mean, it's kind of like last year in a way. Last year, mm-hmm. uh, they were kind of off to a slow start. And then yeah, they, picked it up the, they picked it up in the second half of the season. So maybe that's just it. Because, I mean, the Saints are notorious for starting off slow. And then we all panic and get uh, very frustrated with this team. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's weird because last year, so Brady's one of the hardest guys to sack in this league. Simply put, he's not fast, he's not going to run out of the pocket, but he gets the ball out so quickly that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And we sacked him uh, probably four times last year, I would say, uh, more than three. I, I don't know why we're not able to sack anyone anymore. Like, we've gone against pretty mediocre offensive lines, specifically last week with the Bengals, where they've improved but they're certainly not anywhere near the top of the league especially to consider and, how many other teams just abuse that offensive line yeah and even in the buccaneers game it was like there was one dude starting that was actually supposed to be starting the rest of the players were injured and you couldn't really do anything to get to the quarterback i, I just yep. and i mean in seattle when russell left when russell left seattle what was his biggest complaint was the offensive line the offensive did not protect line, yep. yep and Gino Smith all day back there yeah, uh, we did get a little bit of pressure there, but his mobility kind of screwed us because he just kept rolling out of the pocket and throwing it 40 yards downfield. So, But yeah, regardless, they did not get nearly enough pressure against that offensive line. 
I don't know what the issue is here. <laughs> yeah, it's just a uh, big old conundrum. We just can't figure it out. <clears throat> and we'll nope. just have to wait and see uh, really what that entitles to as far as uh, this defense figuring it out across yeah. across the board because uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be back this week for the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, it's going to be tough. Let's dive into this injury report. Uh, this is from Tuesday's report. Uh, obviously, later today they'll have uh, kind of the final one for the game Thursday. Right. Uh, we can already we already know Mike Thomas is out, Jarvis Landry is out, Andrews Pete probably out, uh, Marshall Lattimore out as well. Uh, the other two players who have not practiced uh, this week: Adam Trotman and Keith Kirkwood. Uh, and then Monday was just an estimation. Right. Uh, Tuesday they did not practice. Uh, Ingram, Madibo, Ramchek. Uh, well, Ramchek was just rest. Right. But the Throckmorton, Peyton Turner, who is coming back for the first time since the Vikings game. Yeah. And then Winston and Dalton, all of them were limited. Marcus May was upgraded to full. Yeah, we need him. <laughs> <laughs> and pleasantly, they got along to Taylor back. And Taylor was, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's huge. That's placed huge. on injury reserves. will have up to three weeks to activate him from uh, the injury reserve and bring him back. So You're going to get to see him this week. This is going to be... Like, a lot of people went, oh, why would you take him in the second round? You know, leadership doesn't matter. You're going to get to see him this week and his speed and what he can do. And we'll get to see if they can actually draft. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of comes down to who he's going to go up against. I don't. I presume Adebo is going to go on Hopkins. And then um, if Anderson plays, I presume that would be who Oante is going to get on because they both just have raw speed. So... It'll be interesting. It's not an amazing first test because Anderson's not this all-pro level caliber receiver, but he's good. He's still a quality receiver in this league, so it's a good test. I'll be curious to see how he plays. Yep, and uh, really quick to the Cardinals, equally as banged up as the Saints are heading into this game. Mark Marquise Brown, who uh, suffered the foot injury against the Seahawks, he is now likely done for the year is what they're saying. Yeah, they uh, said. I think they updated actually. I think they changed it to six weeks plus. It could still be season ending, but they kind of changed it to six weeks. He'll, he'll play tomorrow. Yeah, he'll, he'll play <laughs> tomorrow. He'll put up seven hundred yards. Uh, James Conner, their running back, who's been out the last couple of games, uh, did not practice. Uh, Rodney Hudson, their All Pro center. Uh, interesting note: Matt Prater, their kicker. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be. Who has quite the I don't leg? Know who they're. Do they have another kicker on the roster at the moment? They just signed uh, Amendola, I think, Matt Amendola. Was, was it or was it? I think it might have been Blankenship, wasn't it? Oh, yes, you're right. You're right yes, you are correct. Yeah, Blankenship, yeah, from the Colts. Uh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's probably an obvious sign. Predator will not be kicking for the team. Uh, I believe they announced Justin Pugh was out for an extended amount of time, if not done for the yeah, year. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yes. Um yeah, and then obviously the big note is that they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back from uh, the suspension. So, yeah, their run game's going to get shut out this game. I mean, you're missing Connor more than likely. He's he didn't practice all week. Darrell Williams didn't practice all week. You know, Benjamin was limited all week with a foot injury. Mm-hmm. They're really looking pretty tough here at the <laughs> run game. <laughs> I mean, our our run defense has not been astounding this year compared to previous years, but it's still been, like, top 10. And yeah. with your three starting running backs out, you're really in a bad position to go up against us. I, I think 
their starting running back currently, if those three miss, it would be Keontae Ingram, who was fine last week, but not not a guy you really want to start at the moment. Right, right, right. So we'll see. I mean, it's probably going to be a lot of pass defense for us, which is not really what I was hoping for. But hey, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at, at the bare minimum, you're not going to have to start Chris Harris this week, so woo! It's positive. Yeah, you got Adebo, Alante, and uh, probably Justin Evans in the slot, I would guess, or Alante in the slot, maybe. I don't really know how they're going to work that out. You got three slot dudes, but... And they'll probably play Roby a lot, too. Yep, Roby as well. Um, So now let's talk about this game, Jeremy. Obviously, uh... Both these teams are very much banged up, but let's just kind of talk about the yep. Saints' offense going against this Cardinals' defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter who plays quarterback, whether it's Dalton, whether it's Winston, uh, possibly Taysom Hill. Um, uh, I'm at this point, I'm like expecting just Jacob Wooten to make an appearance. <laughs> he probably will. It, I feel like they've kind of pushed Taysom into this "you're never playing quarterback again" role, like. It it just seems he's played what like three passing snaps this year, four yeah. something like that. I feel like they're just not comfortable using him as a quarterback full time, and that's fine. I, I I would hope Dalton's going to be back this week. I'll be curious to see this tonight's injury report, but I don't know. I mean, this offense has been good enough to where it's you would presume they're going to do well here. The Cardinals' pass defense has been bottom five this year bottom 10 maybe but <clears throat> i don't know I, I hope they can get it done but it, it's gonna come down to who's playing quarterback frankly because you have very minimal at receiver outside alave so yeah we'll see yeah and i'm and getting alave back this week will be huge for this team it will Absolutely. uh it's certainly gonna help out take some pressure off of uh annie dalton and the other receivers and <clears throat> also draw some attention away from these are the guys maybe to give them some one-on-one opportunities, you know, between Callaway, Traquan Smith, and uh, right, right. and maybe we'll see more of uh, Shahid involved in the offense, uh, not just the <laughs> not just the one-off play. Um, I really hope so, because <laughs> that speed that speed will be that speed can be lethal, especially gets a banged-up secondary like the Cardinals have. Absolutely, uh, I mean, even just getting rid of the speed aspect of it, he's just shifty. I mean, mm-hmm. he he's got. A little bit of shift in him, so you hope he can get open. I mean, you really yep. uh, nine snaps last week on offense. Really, <laughs> I still can't get over that. That's just it, you have one big play and then you just take him off the field for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of what they've done with Deontay, like except she can actually make the play apparently. Yikes! Yeah, but you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um. Another thing to look at is going to be can the Saints continue to be effective in the running game? You know, between Kamara, between Ingram, who had a very solid game, I thought, last week. um, And then Taysom Hill uh, in his design quarterback powers. Can they chew up clock, give this defense some rest? um, And, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is going to be can they turn field goals into touchdowns? Ultimately, I know I said – and I still agree. I don't, th- I don't think the offense costed you this game last week. No. However, I don't so. however, if you turn one of those five field goals, or I'm sorry, four that yep. they made into a touchdown, <laughs> it's a different ball game. So it's a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah. And then having a lobby will help. Maybe you can take some chances. Uh, you know. Right. Because I mean, to be quite frank, I don't think they have, I don't think they have, I don't think I don't think 
Carmichael had the confidence in the receivers to go out there and make plays. <laughs> Do I blame him? Absolutely no, not. It's, 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 <laughs> we, it, I mean, we saw, we saw it last year. It's a fair assumption to make. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, with Dalton being a veteran quarterback, he knows better than a try and test. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's kind of going to be the thing is what I was stating with the quarterbacks is if you have Jameis starting this game, it's a completely different offensive scheme, which I don't think Jameis should start this game. But knowing this medical staff, knowing these coaches, I would <laughs> guess that he's got a chance at least. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, if Taysom starts, it's going to be really interesting. I, I don't see it happening, but Agreed. it very well could. And that's going to make it kind of even harder to pass because he's not really a proficient passer. Right. So, and yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, any more notes on the offense? Because we can switch to the defense if you, if, uh, it's going to be curious to see what happens with Ingram here. I, I'm that's one of the major things here because his north and south running saves this team almost every week. And if you don't have that with his uh, knee injury, you're going to be forced to rely on Dwayne Washington as your running back too because we got rid of Tony Jones and Latavius Murray and every other backup running back we've ever seen. Yep. So, well, Jordan Howard though. But okay, Howard, yeah. I, I I kind of forgot he was on the roster and Jake Funk. They're practice squatted, but okay, probably one of them is going to get called up if Ingram's out. That makes me feel a little better. Uh, I kind of talked myself out of that point. It's going to get it's going <laughs> to get funky up in here. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God he doesn't get called up to this roster, or we're just going to make a it's hour a long podcast making funk puns. I'm yeah. down. I'm down with the funk if you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, the the Saints' offense is gonna be, you know, they're they're gonna be tested, but at the same time, sure. you know, with all the injuries, again, getting a lot mm-hmm. back is huge. Uh, yeah. Um, and can this offensive line adjust without having Andrews Pete, uh, and still be effective in the run game and pass walk? Is be my my biggest thing. I'm on this Lewis Kid hype train. I don't. I he's know been good. Absolutely nothing about him, but he's been great. So. I, I, there's very few complaints I can make at the moment. <laughs> I'm currently trying to pull up to see if he gave up any pressures or sacks or anything. Nope. 36 snaps, no penalties, no sacks. I don't know about pressures, but... That sounds like a dub right there. Yeah, I mean, 36 snaps is not a huge... Sample uh, size. Word, yeah, sample size yeah. workload, whatever you want to call it. And, I mean, I hope that continues... Uh, he, he's inside James Hurst, who's been what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Horrendous. Um, he's been he's, so, he's been what I expected. Yeah, he's given up a lot of pressure. So uh, it's gonna kind of be kids gonna have to take up that left side, which is a little scary for I believe an undrafted rookie. Right. So we'll see. I, I he's got the weight and the size. He's six six three eleven. So I, I'm not worried about any of that it's just kind of is he ready to be a starting left guard for the moment we'll, we'll see. see i hope so we shall see and really quick we'll talk about the saints defense uh Kyle mm-hmm. murray has been off to a very slow start if you will i mean Tame, he's yeah. 19th in qbr uh you know six touchdowns four interceptions uh Ooh. just over 1400 yards passing um uh, mm. It really, we haven't seen the 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 Colin Murray game yet, where he's you know running around making plays with his legs. Uh, 
And knowing our luck, it will be this game, probably. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> knowing our luck, this will be the game Kyle Murray figures it out. With, with having D-Hop back will be equally yeah, huge that's gonna be, to the Saints getting a lot of it back. <laughs> My... Just to kind of go on a tangent at the moment, I go feel like Kyler is kind of being not underutilized, but incorrectly utilized by Kingsbury. And I feel like Cardinals fans are kind of fed up with that, at least from my point of view. I, I was watching a couple of videos the other day about this because this whole thing intrigues me. He's the number one overall pick. We know what he can do on the ground. We know he's a quality passer at bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Why are they not just throwing the ball more? They're at least giving him chances to get dudes open. And we'll see it with Hopkins this week. I mean, this is going to be... Can Kingsbury actually scheme this offense? Because you've got one of the best receivers in football out there now. Yep. So my guess would be you're going to see him a lot, especially against a banged-up secondary without Lattimore. So yeah. this week's kind of a tell-all, I mean, for both teams. It's going to be who can get closer to 500 again and have a chance at making the playoffs. But right now neither team really deserves it based on the first six games. I mean, not to mention the fact that uh, last year with the Cardinals, uh, when D-Hop was healthy and in the lineup, the, the, yeah. the Kyler Murray and the Cardinals were on kind of like that number one seed, you know, MVP yeah. type level. And then when D-Hop got hurt, you saw the offense fall apart entirely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, having Hop back is going to be huge for that team. But also, I think this is big in the sense of the playoffs, you know, down the it road. Is. I think yeah, absolutely. You have two teams that are below 500. The Saints yep. currently two and four. The Cardinals two and four. Uh, this could very well come down to tied record. Who has the head-to-head win over the other? And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that being the case. Yeah. And again, with the NFC kind of, you know, outside of the NFC East, who would have thought? <laughs> and the Vikings at five and one. Everyone else is below five, is at three Probably, three or worse. Yeah. So. It's certainly a slow start to the conference. Um, yeah, absolutely. So right now, I'm trying to... Let me just pull up the standings real quick, because I'm curious. I'm curious what the playoff bracket would look like at the moment for the NFC, because oh. I feel like it's just a bunch of 3-3 three and three teams. <laughs> some, some NFC South news. The Panthers have officially designated Darnold to return. Oh, good. So, <laughs> so now they're going to lose better. You say that, but they... Nah, yeah, it's better than us. I was going to say, it's better than P.J. Williams or, uh, not P.J. Williams, P.J. Walker, excuse me. Or uh, who is the other one that they brought in? Jacob Eason? Yeah. So, yeah, right now it would be uh, the Eagles technically in, well, no, they're in first. I was going on to the next point. The 49ers are technically at the top of their division, even though it's a three-way tie, just because they have, I guess, the conference record maybe? They, they beat the, the division record? They beat the Rams. Right, so why would they have it over the Seahawks would be my next question. Did they beat the Seahawks? Yes. Okay, that explains it then. <laughs> uh, Vikings, Buccaneers, this wild cards would be Giants, Cowboys, and then the three-way tie for the third one with the Falcons, Packers, and Seahawks or Rams, I guess. It's weird. I mean, the yep. Saints are one game out of hypothetical playoff contention, mm-hmm. and... I don't like that because it makes me feel like they're going to somehow mess this up in the short term. I you got to win this game to have any chance. I mean, if you drop the 2 and 5 GG. If you win every game from then on out, you're still only going 12 and 5, which is good, 
but who the hell thinks they're going to win the rest of their games? No one. <laughs> I mean, especially considering the schedule is much tougher in the second half of the season. Um, I saw there was the strength of schedule remaining. We actually have the ninth easiest, which blew my mind because that's seemingly not the case, but apparently it is. I mean, you have the Raiders, which is obviously <laughs> they've been underperforming all year. And yep. then you have Baltimore, who's going to be tough. They've not been great this year. They've hey, been underperforming they, a little if, bit, but they're they, way better than we they, are. If they get a lead, we have a chance. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. That's what they do. So if we if the Ravens go up 17-0 real quick, we're going to come back and win. I see it record-wise because the Steelers are under 500. Rams are 500. 49ers are 500. Bucks are 500. Falcons are 500. Browns are under. But you'll have Watson. You'll have Eagles Watson are back. way you'll above. You'll have Watson <clears throat> back in that Cleveland game. Oh, God. Hide your children. Hide your wives. Um, <laughs> specifically your wives if they're masseuses. Uh, and then Panthers, who are under. So I, I see it from a record standpoint, but the Rams are better than their record. The Ravens are better than their record. 49ers, Buccaneers, Browns when they get Watson back. And then you have the Eagles, who are undefeated. So it, it doesn't look good. Not to mention, they just absolutely manhandled us the last two years. Oh, yeah, Philly. The Eagles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have Jordan Howard. We have, uh, we have their Crypto inside Knight. info. Yep. So, I mean, you you can again just to, if you lose this game, you go two and five. Mm-hmm. That's a tough <clears> hole to dig out yourself out of. At the end of the day, no matter what, because I think the NLC, it's almost gonna be like the West in the NBA last season, to where, you know, uh, one game it's a one game difference that will take you from the fourth seat all the way to out of the picture. I think that's just how how tight the race is going to be to make the playoffs in the NFC, but not because everyone's have a great record, but so many teams will have, you know, 10, 11, 9 wins. But you lose that one game, you'll go from top of the division to out of the playoff picture like that. You know what yeah, I mean? So, let me put it this way. Um, in 20, So this was an article from 2020, so this could have happened since then. But from 20, 1990 to 20, 2020, so 30 years, mm-hmm. there were seven teams that made the playoffs starting 2-5. and five. Seven teams in 30 years. <laughs> and I feel like at best... If <laughs> it's you... gone. I mean, you have no shot at that point, almost. Josh. Sheesh. Two and four, I think, was 10%. I saw a stat about that in the live broadcast yesterday. but Or not yesterday, Sunday. But um, it, it neither looks good. <laughs> Even if you get your team fully healthy, which will never happen, it's you have to pretty much just win, like, all but two of your last games, right. if not more. Right. And that's just, I mean, with quarterback issues, with receiver issues, with the injuries, and then and not offensive mention, line injuries. I not mean, to uh, mention you're down two games of the division on top of that right now. Right. Yep. Yep. Because you lost to, no, you lost to the box, and then you beat Atlanta, but they're still ahead. So. And then Carolina somehow beat us. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Rule somehow outcoached Dennis that Allen. That pissed me off. Yeah, that's that's the one game. Off. That's the game where it's like, one, wow, we doing? You want Lavisca Chanel give you a walk off? I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we? Ah, okay. Anyways, uh, real quick, uh, give me an X factor in this game: one offensive, one defensive. Who is it? Um, offensive. I mean, I said it last week, Olave, that's easy. That's the easy pick. But if we're going just 
like one that people wouldn't expect. Lewis Kidd is the guy that I think is going to come okay. down to because your run game, if you don't have Ingram, is going to be really tough, especially missing a left guard and your left tackle being subpar. So I think Kidd's going to be an X factor here. And then defensively, mm, anyone on the defensive line making a sack? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Peyton I do, Turner I, plays exist, I don't know. I do. <laughs> uh, I, I would say Alante Taylor. I said it earlier. I'm really curious to see what he can do. I mean, he's a second-round pick. He supposedly has a lot of leadership capabilities and factors. So Okay. And he's okay. got speed. I mean, so I hope he can do it. Okay. How about you? I'm going to go with offensively. If Adam Trotman is out this game, I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Juwan Johnson to step up at the tight end position, maybe get some more opportunities uh, in the passing game, I think, again, I, I said it before, I think this team lacks a true safety blanket on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a true a, a tight end who can run a, a five-yard hitch or a curl, just sit there and, you know, worst case, check Keep it down. a couple yards, right? Yeah, so. But Juwan Johnson can do more than that. We've seen, you know, the size. Right. Uh, kind of the, the receiver inside of him yeah. uh, is still there. He could still run routes very effectively. He could be a mismatch uh, on linebackers and safeties, uh, and he's he's gotten better as a run blocker. So I'm expect I'm excited to see what he could do if Trotman does not play and get a full game at, at tight end. Makes sense. Uh, defensively, I'm gonna go with uh, God. Uh, give me a defensive lineman. Give me. Give me Davenport, man. I'm just all right. You know, this is a guy who you know we picked up a fifth-year option. You know, we and last yeah. year had a very good year, uh, mm-hmm. despite getting nicked up here and there. We kind of thought, okay, you know, if he could do the same he thing again, pressure, yeah. if he could do the same thing as last year, this year, then I'd be okay with you know giving him some kind of contract extension. Yeah. Uh, however, we had just have not seen it this year from him. Then uh, <laughs> I don't no. know. It could, it could be double teaming because they know they could take our tackles one on one. That could, it, it could that simply possible, yeah. it could just be them double teaming our ends. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I I haven't gone back and watched Davenport snaps, but yep. uh, regardless, it gets a banged up offensive line that is the Cardinals, uh, a mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray. You have to contain him and and try and get pressure uh, as quickly as you can. So yeah, give me Davenport in this game. I'm trying to find his a uh, double team percentage while I'm at it. <laughs> I respect that. <clears throat> He's got five QB hits this year. That's not too bad. No, it's Half not sack. Bad. That's not so great. <clears throat> Room for uh, improvement. Ten tackles. Also, eh, I mean, it's half of his normal total. So whatever. I'm not that worried about it. Missed tackles. None. Happy. I mean, well, he's not been targeted in coverage. That's a good note. <laughs> <laughs> he has before, which is the scary part because we have this weird thing. Where we throw loves, defensive ends yep. back there. He loves putting his ends in coverage for some reason. He's got 10 pressures. That's quite a bit. That's almost... So he had 21 last year in 11 games. And then before that, he never had below 17. So uh, that's not that bad. Maybe it's just the sacks are starting coming, which... I don't see a double team rate. That pisses me off. Usually it's on here. It might just be because the sacks are coming. But regardless... Yeah, I mean... Sack Kyler Murray a couple times, get, put the pressure on the Cardinals, put them in those third and longs where they just really don't feel comfortable doing anything. And, and you know, um, I will say this. 
well, I'm going to say this, and uh, Chris, uh, Rogo, I'm going to try it. Don't want to offend. But he made a tweet, he put it out uh, yesterday if the Saints, if Dennis Allen gets outcoached by Cliff Kingsbury in this game, mm-hmm. we've got to have some serious conversations, which I agree with, because Cliff Kingsbury is indeed a dingus. When it comes to coaching, in the, <laughs> when it comes when it comes to coaching in the NFL, he is a dingus. Like there is a reason yeah. I call him Coach Bro because, <laughs> bro, he's he's just here. Don't yeah, know how we got that's... the job to begin with, but if if the Saints do get outmaneuvered, outcoached by the Cardinals, chop it up. It, it, season, it's it's a good. I'm done with the season. Yeah, I'll be uh, curious to see which head coaches kind of become quote free agents this offseason because that's going to make our life easier or significantly harder. <laughs> Just which coach can be less of a dingus is, is my question. Let's we'll go night. sign Bill O'Brien so we can blow up the team oh, for a seventh round pick. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. No, let's, let's not sign Bill O'Brien. <laughs> um, last thing you real quick, give me a winner. Alright. We talked about it in a believe the podcast that didn't get released initially but i've every time i have bet against the saints they won i did it last week not bet but picked them and i did it again last week and they lost so now i'm lost as to what i should do (laughs) so i'm gonna go it it really is gonna be a close game these two teams are like mirror images of each other and i'm gonna go the cardinals and I'm going to do it by, like, less than three points, somewhere between one to three, because just because of their ability to get outside the pocket with Kyler, and you're going to have D-Hop back, which scares me against the Debo. Um, I would not be surprised if this comes down to a missed Blankenship field goal. <laughs> I, I feel like there's going to be some weird thing going on with him missing field goals in key moments. I, I love the dude. I hope he can find a long-term future here, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals for now and we'll see. I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. I do think, okay. it, I think getting D hop back will be huge for this Cardinals team and yeah. kind of help bring some stability to the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, g- give me the Cardinals in this game. I think they're, I don't feel confident about either team going forward. I really yeah. don't, but I think getting DeAndre Hopkins back will simply just make the Cardinals a, a little better offensively uh, in this game than the Saints. Yeah, I mean, comparatively, they're nearly identical, except they have the quarterback advantage. Yeah, <laughs> That's about where it comes down to, and then Hopkins, obviously, is going to be key for Kyler. So. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, <clears throat> And uh, she, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how this game goes. It's going to be uh, definitely interesting on Prime Video. As we know, the games on Prime have not been great, so... I also am physically incapable of watching it because I don't have the subscription yet, so I guess I'll be buying that. I get the trial. Get the, get the trial. You only need it for this game. Oh, this is a good point. Yeah, yeah just get the trial. We don't play one. I feel like an old person. Like, I, I, th- th- <laughs> this weird, like, Amazon thing has put me in this weird topsy-turvy situation where I'm like, where the hell is the game? <laughs> I gotta go get a subscription, I it's, guess. It's so. not on Fox? Where's Joe and Troy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like anyone that didn't know about this is just 
has no idea what's going on on Thursday. Like, where's Thursday football? <laughs> oh, I mean, like, missed, they've missed a whole lot, to say the least. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a valid point. I, yeah. I don't think they're going to miss much this week either. It could be a good matchup. I mean, it, it's two teams that are at least... We thought we were going to be a lot better going into the season. I was going to say, might be competitive in a couple weeks, but mm-hmm. that's even a bold statement at this point. <laughs> How about in the picture at the end of the season? We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because they could be in it or not be in it. So They could be in a picture. <laughs> picture for the f- number one overall pick to give to the Eagles or... Or the playoffs, who knows? Yeah, we'll it's see. kind of at that point. We'll see, folks. You can watch the game on Prime Video tomorrow night. Uh, we'll see what happens and we'll bring it down. Uh, as always, right after that. So, uh, Jeremy, any mm-hmm. last words before we uh, sign off here? Don't buy Amazon Video if you don't want to watch the game. <laughs> get, the, get the free week trial. <clears throat> yeah, because do not give them money to start buying out Sunday morning football in London or something like that. Don't don't give them. They're getting Black Friday football. There are. I saw they were yeah. trying to get NBA games already. Just don't need that. Don't 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 be that. Person. Don't feed the I'm machine. I'm gonna get my free trial and never use Amazon Prime again. So. Attaboy. I, I unfortunately am a cog in the machine, so hey. No! Hey. I like my stuff being here in two days. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> so, I don't blame you. <laughs> Until then, folks, this is Alec and Jeremy with the Saints and Sinners podcast signing off, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, so. everyone.